everybody to our daily gun show coming live every weeknight at midnight eastern for about an hour we talk about guns and we got a couple of people joining us tonight just the three of us we got uh gary jumping in from kansas thanks for joining thanks for the invite you bet then we got patriot coming in from the mitten uh thank you thanks for the invite you bet thanks for coming in and there's lots of other links out there but nobody's showing up so we'll find out what happens so it is Friday. It is episode 660. So we've been doing the show for probably 600 episodes, I guess. At this point, we might have missed 60 of them. But that's still more shows than most everybody out there. So we're better than that. Um, there were shows earlier today on gun channels. And this one wraps them all up. And I have no idea what's been going on. We've been at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Patrick says he's driving out to the conference in the morning. Right on. I believe it starts at 7 no, no, it starts at 8.15 or something like that, or 8.30. So if you get there a little early, there'll be coffee and stuff. But uh, gun people are cheap and greedy. So we're going to eat all that coffee and donuts and stuff as soon as they unwrap it. But uh, cool. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're in Chicago uh, going to the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Dano's here. Smeggy's here. Um, well, pretty much every mover and shaker in the gun rights excuse me, the gun owner's rights movement is here. Hey, there's ghost. And uh, although we do have an agenda, we have agenda for episode 660. Uh, we can blow that off completely because today was the 2A writer. Well, they should call it a 2A writer summit. It's a 2A summit uh, for media. And this is their second year. And a bunch of you guys were listening to it throughout the day. There's that. It's cool. So um, we could talk about that. Uh, or we can talk about whatever, because that's what the Daily Gun Show is all about. So, um, Ghost jumping in from Arkansas. Thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And now I know your pain. I know what it's like to be up in the middle of the night like this doing the Daily Gun Show. Horrible. <laughs> and then uh, Dead Horse jumping in from Utah, which is like, it's like 8.30 in the afternoon for him. So, this is nothing for him. Yeah, yeah. So, howdy, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for jumping in. So um, we got, like I say, some other links out there. And I think all of you guys at some point were listening to the show today. So um, second year of the, I don't even know what they're calling it. And that's the first thing I'm going to complain about. What Number one, I didn't get an invite. I, I didn't get an invite to the first one last year in Dallas. I just happened to have left Ghost Neck of the Woods and got here a little bit early or got to Dallas a little bit early and then just happened to be following one of the bloggers who's on who got invited to the panel and he had posted the day's itinerary and i'm like what and i drove over there and i just basically what do they call that when you just bounce, you just sneak in uh you crashed it yeah i crashed sneak in i just went in because i'm like i showed the lady at the desk i'm like where's this and then she goes oh it's in this room and i'm like well i'm going in there all right so uh went there last year and i put my name on whatever list on a piece of paper right 
And then this year, no invite, nothing. So I had to seek out an invitation to this thing. And then I had to find it this morning. And, and then I thought it starts at whatever time it was, eight, nine or whatever. It started half an hour before that. And no one had told me that it started a half an hour early because they were so packed with people that instead of going late, because they couldn't, you know, at the hotel kicked them out or whatever at 5 p.m., but they let them go early. They switched it. So I got there at like nine o'clock walking around like a chump, you know, getting in late and had no outlets anywhere. They were in a room with, for um, writers, media, con, you know, con, workshop, no, no power strips, nothing. So I have to sit in the freaking corner with my, uh, like a, you know, table kind of rigged so that I had some power uh, for the laptop. And uh, I asked, where's this being streamed? Is this being streamed? Oh yeah, it's being streamed on a private group on Facebook. So that bothers me for six different reasons. I decided, all right, I'm not going to ask no, nobody. I'm just going to go ahead and post it on my Patreon and for people on gun channels. And then we streamed it. So uh, uh, it was what, eight hours, I guess, four hours. Then they went insane. So I left for lunch and then they uh, started up again. And uh, I think it was probably a good 20 something, 26 more people listening in the morning in the afternoon session, which was honestly probably three times better than the morning session, because it was definitely a million times less frustrating. Um, only what, like Ghost and maybe Patriot for a minute? But uh, yeah. very few people were listening in the afternoon. I think somebody else was out there. I don't think it was DTP, but it was, um, well, my bad for not remembering, but it was only uh, the one there with me for a bit when Ghost had to leave. So, uh, which is, which is frustrating because it was, I think more insightful at the end. However, I'm not a big fan of this one. I don't want to talk shit. That's not my goal, but they need constructive criticism. This is the second year. Um, first year, what are you going to do? They're starting it. You know, you got to have something second year. You've got something, you've got two points. You can start to, you can start to see the indications of a trend, right? And I'm going to do all I can to stop that trend from just being a straight effing line. Cause right now it seems like it's just a straight old line, horizontal line doing nothing for us. And uh, we got so much potential by bringing all the two a writers together at the same place that all the two, the gun owners rights uh, uh, people that run those organizations are here creating strategy and doing their networking. I honestly think that we failed as a, as a group uh, to just, just, talk to each other about our projects which is all they did is tell each other about projects there was a couple of, i don't want to downplay some of the better ones but the majority of them were just people explaining their projects and i forgot who it said it earlier we summed it up that um i think we summed it up that it was a bunch of uninformed what was it you and me ghost i think we were kind of talking towards the end of the second one but it was like a bunch of uninformed people telling wait no i forget how we did but it was like well, uh, they were, they were, we were basically talking about uninformed people telling people how important they are when they're not even in the trenches. They have no idea the the, the pulse of the community. Well, that's right. The um, the the unexperienced leading the blind. That's what we were thinking. That's what exactly. Was. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. It was a bunch of people who've had experiences, and sure, they related their experiences. But come on, talk to each other more than once a year. Because come on. I mean, your experiences are minor compared to some of the experiences of others out there that are doing stuff. I mean, some of these people are on a monthly pace. Some of these people are on a weekly pace. And I know people that are on more than daily pace, right? So, um, and some of the, uh, just like, you know, they complain about, what were they complaining about? Doing a two-hour podcast 
but then they talk about writing eight blog posts in a day. So, so as if someone is not going to take the time to listen to two hours worth of podcast, but they're going to read eight blog posts that they're not really putting fair comparisons there or fair opportunity to the race things. I think there's a little bit of uh, fanship or whatever the word is for like, you know, I'm a blogger, so I like blogs. Here's why, you know, here's why YouTube's bad. And here's why Facebook is bad. Or I like Facebook, so here's why YouTube's bad. I'd say the one that got me was the guy that was sitting there. He's a blogger, and he was talking about how big and how important his blog is. He says, I've written over 1,500 blogs and gotten 3,000 comments and 400 hits. You've only gotten 3,000 comments on 1,500 blogs? That's like two per blog, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, someone's trying about how important he is. It's like, no one's reading your stuff, bro. Well, I don't think he was bragging, but he was certainly. Well, no, but know, he was, he was downplaying he was, everybody he was else because he was a blogger. Problems. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking so about I how all the other right. social media outlets are not good because he's a blogger. And it's like, cards, you know, just because you're a blogger doesn't mean you have to put down Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, you know? What I think I'm going to do here is look, I took a, I, I made, I, I was telling Smeggy, I made like, uh, hold on, I got like a million texts coming in. Okay. I don't know if Dano's going to do it there or not. And everybody else is just friends of mine. I'll blow them off. Um, I'm going to go look at a picture I took. They gave us a, a piece of paper to uh, write feedback on. So my last piece of feedback was, why am I writing this with a pen? I mean, in what world does anything get done on a piece of paper and a pen anymore? You know how long it took me to scribble out all the ramblings in a pen? I don't even hardly pick up a pen to sign my name. And they're going to make me write with a pen? Come on. Just there were a couple sure. that were really good, though. I really enjoyed some of them, though. I'm sorry, Smeggy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Ghost. I'm on my phone here. I cut you off there. I was going to say, yeah, you're using a pen about the future of two-way on the internet. Yeah. Like, come on. The future of two-way. Like, how are we going to get this shit going? Well, first off, let's not write on a piece of paper. All right. So they gave us a, a feedback form, right? Like a little ditto machine type of piece of paper here. Um, first off, I'm going to go, what the hell is AMM con? Because they, there's nothing that explains what AMM con is. And there's no, how is Second Amendment even part of that? So somebody's got to explain to me what this AMCON is. Anyway, AMCON 2018. What did you like about AMCON? The next section. What did you not like about AMCON? Next section. What would you like to see discussed at AMCON 2000? Next one, right? Then next, what was your favorite speaker? You may name more than one. And then what can we do better next year? And then you want your name in here? Of course, I put my name in there. Uh, so I figure we can just dig through my... Ramblings here. So, uh, what did you like about AMCON? You guys listen. What did you guys like about it? I like um, I like the idea of getting different social media outlets and personalities in one room to discuss and open the eyes about the other stuff. I like the idea of it. I didn't necessarily like a lot of what was being said, but I liked the idea of getting the different outlets in there. Yeah, it certainly is like a beautiful concept, right? Like get all these people from cross platforms to, to learn and to 
share resources and to get our messages on point. But okay, so anybody else? What would you like about it? I, I didn't listen to it, but oh, sorry about that. Um, but I, I'm going to kind of echo that of saying like it has potential for sure. If you know, kind of like what the whole rest of the gun rights policy conference is, as far as from the gun rights groups of this is what worked, what didn't. We help each other do that same thing with, you know, the social media stuff. What works on my thing? This is what doesn't work. Like, oh, you ha you found this trick. I'm going to try it also. Like, you know, whatever. So that's a you know, linking together blogs and you know live shows and you know produced shows and Facebook stuff and Instagram and blah 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 whatever. You know. Yeah, like so that we can we can learn from each other's mistakes and successes and therefore we all be more efficient. Anybody else want to throw something there? Yeah, I Alternative mass media conventions. Thank you. Alternative mass media. Man, do I have issues with that? Is that what the AM <laughs> right, con? Okay, I didn't know what the AMM stood for. Interesting. Did you find a uh, website? Thanks. Okay, perfect. These guys are throwing the side chat. The one thing that that was that I thought was okay, but I didn't I didn't like how they did it was you know the the lady that was kind of what was she like a a, a grand marshal or something kind of directing the the flow of everything. Oh, you mean, what's her name from the um, Gun Freedom Radio here in Arizona? Well, in Arizona. Yeah, I I like the idea of having somebody that that can kind of direct. I guess the direction, the flow of it, but I, you know, the, at the the morning section, I, I didn't really care for how they were going about it. But I mean, the, you know, having somebody kind of direct it, if they know, kind of each piece, would would probably be really good. Yeah, and that I don't know if you guys could tell because there was no video. We were just doing audio, but um, the gun rights policy conference is they've emulated the gun rights policy conference very much. So the way that they were kind of hitting around and joking, but making people aware that there's time frame, letting people know there's like five minutes left, three minutes left, zero minutes left. Um, all that she basically was emulating how they run the gun rights policy conference. So we'll see a very similar format tomorrow, but uh, you mean how it was like distracting or. Well, I, I like the idea of having somebody you know, kind of like take charge and, sure. and keep people on track or direct them. I don't believe this morning she was doing a good job at that, but I, I think oh, I you know, you. having having somebody do that, I think is a good thing. Like the idea of getting everybody in the same room, I, I think it's a good idea to have somebody kind of give the flow and, and keep everybody on point. Now, as far as if they did that or not, that's that's later on your worksheet there. And then, uh, like you say, they did not pay close enough attention. That turns into a giant clusterfuck, and then a bunch of shit got cut out. And unfortunately, the cool shit was at the end, and that's stuff that got cut out. My icon is the fuckle. Good. And seeing a few Mosins around for two to three hundred dollars. Are you fucking serious? We're talking about the gun rights policy conference. So, um, anybody else want to throw in what you liked about it? 
you guys hear those planes when they go by? A little. All right. I guess somebody else wants to throw in the light. So I'm going to go back to my notes here. So what did I like about the AmpCon? Number one, that they did it, right? It didn't happen. At least we wouldn't end up in the picture. Number two, that the potential we have here. So those two right on those there for me. Um, number three, that it grew from last year. It's either double or maybe triple the size from last year. Um, and then I wrote a fourth one later in the day. They had a seg segment called Beyond the Choir, you know, preaching to the choir and then beyond the choir. And that was stellar. I really, really dug every one of the what, three or four people that talked there. Um, so I made sure to put that in there as one of the things I like. Um, we got multiple, let me take from like a side here. We have multiple facets we're talking about here. We've got individuals that don't know much about computers. We got people that don't know much about the social media platforms that computers provide us and the internet. Right? We've got people that have established um, their credential or their, 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 their authority on the subject matter. Um, you know, they've created audiences over the years in, in what we like to call old media or like, you know, traditional uh, styles. And there's nothing to be, I mean, that's, that's valid. I mean, it's legit. They've, they've earned it, but, but uh, nothing, just, you don't get nothing. You don't, you don't live off your past successes. You, you can be more successful based on your success, but you can't just ride success forever. Nothing works like that. So uh, if they can maintain a massive audience and, and reach and they can accomplish the goals they have using old-fashioned techniques, then more power to them. And they should definitely be explaining that to the new breed, right? And if nothing else, the new breed should be listening to it, you know, just to learn what it's like in a different way, right? But there's obviously so much lacking uh, that um, – uh, shit. All right, what's going with that? We want to uh, – um, there, there's so much to, to there, I guess there's so many different angles. We got the technical side of it, uh, where they are lacking. We've got the nuance or the savvy and like just the, the, the concepts of that beyond the choir were less technical aspects. They were less strategy and they were more awareness. They were more like when you talk, you are alienating people unless you're aware of what you're saying and just be, do that with intent. And there was some interesting stuff. There's some very good kernels there that um, I don't know how well they were absorbed uh, by the group there. Um, yeah, that, that's the one that sounded interesting to me when uh, you, know, you were telling me about it later. So now I'm reading Dead Horse said there. So you're saying about the guy, that was the guy who came up to talk about, I think it might have been YouTube success. It was somehow success. I, I, I it was thought he success. talked about how he got a lot more basically subscribers and followers was by he went out and did something weird like that. Well, no. And that's he, how he was he able all, to build an he, audience. He just, he just decided one day to do that like, Whatever that song is, dun 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 dun, dun with guns. So he he put up a bunch of pieces of metal that had different tune to them or whatever, you know, different size pieces of metal, and then he shot them in a what would that be a cadence or in a you know a rhythm so that it 
played the song by you know by his it's as though his bullets were the sticks and the, the, the steel targets were his xylophone or whatever so he played a simple little song uh in a video and i think he was saying he just did that for the hell of it one day he thought it would be funny and then boom it became viral and that's when he was given an audience let's say he create you know he created himself an audience inadvertently and then I think what he was saying is that that's what people like. That's what they come for. Well, I mean, what the hell? If you create your audience, you know, making circles, then guess what? They're going to come back and watch you make circles. They're not coming to you to watch you make triangles, right? Yeah. No, that's true. So, um, and again, uh, uh, it seems like, you know, I don't know, maybe we're just in a different world, but it's like, duh, the hell, you know? It's a big deal. You got a viral video. And, not big deal. I mean, not everybody gets a viral video, but it happens every single day. New viral videos are all over the place. So, um, you know, he's having some level of success uh, writing that viral video. And then, you know, fucking uh, audience uh, uh, preference, what do we call it? Like audience uh, interest in you know how many of those he can do. Because obviously they're going to last for some amount of time and then they, nobody will find that interesting anymore. Or somebody will do it better and he'll be the old guy who did it the first time but um yeah it would have been a lot different if we were talking to somebody during that part that was you know through seven years into it and had gone through that cycle a few times and could give us some actual experience except for like it happened to me once like you know so anyway i don't think he was saying like um that playing the gun as a okay so was, it's just how he happened to get his first like bit of Okay, yeah, the audio was kind of choppy through that part, so I, I had a, a little bit of trouble hearing and understanding, so I couldn't tell if he was saying, like, that's just what he did or if that's what he was telling everyone else to do, like, oh, you need to go do something really weird to draw attention to your channel. Well, I thought that's that what he was I mean, telling I can't people. remember exactly what he said, but he might have been getting to that gist of it, like, do something outside the box or do something wild. Yeah, was this, this was the guy that said he was shooting a gun while playing a trumpet or something like that? Is that who you're yeah. talking about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was basically kind of saying that you need to do something to separate yourself to do something weird to get viewers. And that works for some people. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think you need more consistent and more informative and educational. Our, you'll gain a, a, a at least a loyal audience, you know? The, well, the, my, and the, the trick with that is uh, you might get an audience, but can you then convert that into two A activists? you know, or advocates or whatever, right? Like, you know, it's kind of like the people that, whatever, they get the video game people and stuff, which is great. Like that's still outreach stuff, but the trick then is to convert those people. Hey, you came because you, you like to play, you know, whatever, Call of Duty or something, but now they're taking away your guns in real life. Let's do something about it. But then let's not put some kind of crazy, like, you know, you must be this high to enter, like kind of, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, uh, I can't remember where I'm too tired. But anyway, uh, we don't want to make it where we're going to tell people, hey, hey, don't do stuff. Because honestly, if there's the, the whole thing about new media is if every one of us has a camera in our pocket and every one of us does something weird once in a while that we think is funny, and, it, and every one of us got one more gun person on board, we double our size, right? So, you know, it might not be the strategy for the best or the strategy for all or the strategy for many even 
but if it's a strategy that somebody can glean a piece off of and do their own little unique thing because i'm all about let your freak flag fly if you, you if you think something's funny there's somebody else in the world that thinks that's funny right i mean if it isn't weird inappropriate or somehow dangerous then go be funny in your own weird way and find those six people who think that's hilarious maybe they weren't even gun people right and i i don't know if we if they even talk about that but you know we don't always have to be trying to convert anti-gunners sometimes we just want to get people that don't give a damn to understand what, that we're not weird that's still a game. Um, let me talk, stop for a second, though, before we keep digging in and address the point where I think, well, I guess I'm going to hit it. My so this was point. Stop in there. Uh, anybody else want to throw in anything that they like, though? Because I don't want to make this a bitch fest. We're really trying to give them constructive criticism, but they're about to get criticized. I thought, I don't know who, I don't know who it was, but there was a, a woman who got up there a couple times, and I thought she was very, very well-spoken and made some very very like real constructed like real you know things that you could do like actual things that i thought you know like oh hey this is something you you can do and uh i don't know who she was give me some sort of point to go off of because i'm and i can figure out what we're talking about oh she was talking about uh uh like commenting Right, like uh, on converting, like not necessarily anti-gunners, but like what you just said, like people who may may not, may be on you know either side of the fence, right? And just uh, and rationalizing with people and commenting like on uh, on their social media and on their platforms and on their videos and stuff, and to do it in a uh, was it the self-promotion lady? Yeah, maybe I don't know. She spoke a couple times today. Okay. Well, the only person that really spoke that was a female that spoke more than once would have been Cheryl Todd, and she was the the, the media, mediator, whatever it's called, moderator. She's from Gun Policy or Gun Gun Freedom Radio. Was that the Ant Lady? The She's combat. The, the the combat ant. Oh, I wasn't in the room for combat ant. I was wondering why that guy had a shirt on that said something about ants. So I maybe I missed the part you're talking about. I did go outside a couple of times when I uh, couldn't handle it and I left. <laughs> and I just left the computer laying there running. Yeah, I, I thought KD's was um, was good. I thought and KD always does a good job. He's very well spoken. Um, he brings a different perspective from the St. Louis area. But my favorite were the two girls from Not Your Average Gun Girl podcast. I thought they were really, really good. Really? Okay. Not not because Katie, of what they're saying. Kevin, Kevin yeah, Dixie. Kevin Dixie. Yeah, I love Katie. Yeah, he's a great guy. So you know that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, he's he's from St. Louis area, and he you know all that. But and like I said about the two girls, I wasn't necessarily talking about the, what they were saying, but I thought for the first time they were talking about concealed carry. And I think them and KD were the only two that I enjoyed most of the day because they actually seemed to be somewhat in touch with the community. Everyone else seemed to be a, detached from the community and talking about the community, but not to the community. Where I thought they they seemed to be entrenched, and Kevin obviously is entrenched as well. I think I know what you're saying. Like everybody else is talking in like these these concepts, like, oh well, we yes, yes, like this, and these people are like, our audience is like this, 
you know, like, we and know here's what they're saying. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. They seem to be in tune to what the people are, the, the community that are, we're talking about social media, the people that are watching and listening and reading the stuff, be in touch with what they're saying, you know, but let's not forget ghosts that they get almost two comments per piece of content they produce. So they've yeah, got you're right. My bad. My bad. Hundred percent more feedback than nothing. You're right. <laughs> but they and they have no concept of what it might be like to post a video and get, I don't know, thirty five comments, and then to post a video and get a hundred because you asked a question, and then figuring out, oh, if I ask a three part question, I get seventy five comments and. You know that everybody has their own reasons for wanting comments and stuff, but yeah, like they just have never experienced what it's like to have interactivity with their audience. They 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 say stuff to their audience and then they wait, and at some point they get some kind of feedback and then they go score. We got a piece of feedback. They don't know what it's like to be in a live conversation like this and have however many people on the chat, twenty three people of which thirteen of them actually thumbed it up. Well, there's Dano out there not joining, even though he has a link on his phone and on gun channels. But uh, anyway, we got 24 people watching and we've got, I guess YouTube doesn't bother to tell us how many comments, but you know, a bunch. So it might even be as many as two per video. <laughs> so, um, One guy that was talking about doing the, you, you know, YouTube, it was in the early, the, the morning session. And he said that, you know, the live stuff, well, that's just like a couple group guys just talking in a hangout. So that doesn't really do anything. Was there, mm. did you catch yeah. most of that? Oh, it was tough to bite. My, that's why my tongue hurts so bad. I'm sitting <laughs> back there going, doesn't do me any good to bitch. You know, we need to learn from this. And hopefully I want to stop for a second. And anybody who's watching this, I swear to crap, if you've done anything with your phone and put stuff out to the world, You've pretty much got as much experience as the people that we were talking to today. Value your contributions to the two-way movement. The amount of knowledge that some of you have dwarfs the amount of knowledge about current things that some of the core people that we depend on have. So we definitely all need to be pulling together here. And I know our goal here isn't to, to bitch and moan and laugh or nothing because it's frustrating. We're all on the same team. But it's like we just got informed. Hopefully some people have been informed that our team is kind of winning because we're lucky. Uh, we're not winning because we have overall awareness, uh, a tight, well thought out strategy, and then, you know, deliberate actions and steps that were taken to, you know, affect change. We've been fucking lucky and we're really lucky that the other side doesn't kind of know. Well, I guess they could do nothing about it, even if they did know. But you know, I mean, we're we're not. We've got a lot of opportunity. We have a lot of opportunity. Well, that's why I was kind of. There's other people also. They're just begging you to to just jump up and start talking because, you know, you've probably got more experience in the the change of social media than that entire room combined. And, and I know there was someone. I think I don't remember who it was, but like. They were just like begging you, please just stand up and start talking, G. And, and I think we all would have loved to hear what we they would have said after you would have enlightened them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We were all saying, please, G, please step up and educate these people. <laughs> we were all saying that out in the chat. There was... Well, let me put it this way. Whenever I started going to the government, whenever I started working with Arizona Citizens Defense League, which would have been 
you know, in the mid two thousands or something. And I understood then that it would be, it is going to be frustrating working with people. But I also have mentioned this a lot of times. Um, I've also come made peace with the fact that you cannot fix what ain't broke. There's no need to, and you shouldn't. So if a bunch of old guys sitting around at a waffle house managed with a fucking typewriter and a whatever the cranky ass weird email they use and a fucking Yahoo freaking news group back in the day managed to get enough members as an organization and get constitutional carry in Arizona, you know, in, two, in July 30th of 2010, eight years later, now, you know, we still have constitutional carry thanks to their crude, weird ass, slow, backwards, barely using the internet way of doing it. I figured out a long time ago that you don't fix that. What you do is you do what you can to amplify their message and to enhance their message, but you let those people who are motivated and able and willing and doing it to let them do it, right? That's why I built Every Second Matters, because you can't, there is no perfect system. There's no way to bring everybody on board. And there's honestly no strategy in bringing everybody on board. We don't have a military. We have fucking Marines. We have fucking Air Force. We have fucking Air, Air Army. And we have a Navy because we need different jobs done, right? And that together keeps our country and this world in one piece. So uh, I, why would any other strategy be different, right? We don't have a, a tool. We have hammers and we have screwdrivers and everything else. So um, every second matters is supposed to the idea would be that a bunch of individuals who see that there's need can contribute to a effort to amplify and enhance messages that come out of crickety old backwards yahoo groups and weird newsletters and people that are impressed with getting two comments per piece of content because those people brought us to where we are today so again we're laughing at them because we're a bunch of young kids millennials like and we know everything but uh at the same time you know, hopefully we, we're, we're going to use this as an opportunity to let people know that, you know, the people that are have been doing it and are doing it and are doing it can need some help. And you don't have to, you don't have to help them by telling them they're stupid and they don't know what they're doing and give me that and I'll do it for you. You know, we don't have to mansplain nothing to them. Ideally, in a free country, they do their thing and we come over here and, you know, you help them. You know, you don't have to get out and and change a person's tire, but you can certainly get in the other lane and indicate to the other people driving that there's somebody up here that's on the side of the road and you put your left blinker on and you put your brights on and you slow down just a bit so that everybody behind you who might not be paying attention saw you and now they see the person on the side of the road. You you aided them, but you didn't do nothing more than just be polite and do what you normally would be doing driving down the road. I don't know if that's the best analogy of them. <coughs> All right, hopefully we've been nice enough. Now we're going to dig in. It's not constructive criticism, unless you criticize. So, um, what did you not like about AmCon 2018? I'm just going to go left, right, so we can hit everybody. Uh, Dead Horse. It'll be Dead Horse, Ghost, Gary, Patriot, and Smiggy. So, Dead Horse. Really, really, there was nothing I didn't like about it. I thought at least they're trying to do something, and that's better than doing nothing. So, whether I agree with all the things they said or not, I think at least they're trying, and that's the. I think that's the whole point. Hold on, I have eight things I didn't like. Okay, go ahead, Ghost. Um, there were several things, but I'll say that the one that stands out the most to me that I didn't like was the fact that they 
everyone in that room seemed to be unaware of the value of the other different platforms. If they were a blogger, they didn't seem to be aware or care about the value of YouTube or not only did they not care, but they didn't even seem to be interested in learning about it. Um, so I, so I think the biggest thing is, is if we could all get these media people to care about the other platforms, that's how we make the first stride. Yeah, I want to add to that. You didn't see because I just had audio going. They smelled like they looked like they just smelled farts. As soon as somebody would say YouTube's good or like Facebook, it, it worked for this. Like some of them people looked like, you know, if we tried to make me eat a piece of chicken, like they just were not having it. And you are, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, and that's, and it was, you could tell for just from the audio, just from their, the words that they chose. But if you were in the room, you'd see that. And there was times when everybody was looking at their freaking phones or everybody was poking around. Like it was actually downright rude. Um, let's not even get into the fact where Alan uh, made a stupid ass remark. And then that girl, um, is it wrong to call a girl? I'm older than her, so she's a girl. Um, got passionate about her response because he was wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got emotional, man. <laughs> so here's how it went down. You guys didn't see it. She got upset. I get upset when I say shit sometimes. It's fucking passionate. This is important shit, right? So we have passion. She wasn't planning on it, but she had to say something because of what Alan said. Stupid old man fudge shit. And so she said something to rebuke that, which was freaking brilliant. And a bunch of people who are sitting on this side of the room were like, thanks for saying that. And she went out. Freaking her friend went out with her and then fucking Alan goes out there to be mean to her because I know him and he's callous. He's a jerk and he's, he can't be wrong. So not, he's obviously not going to be best friends after this. But uh, yeah, I, I thought aside from that, whenever she got up to do her thing, guess who's eating a fucking apple? Guess who's getting up and getting his drink of water from the row in front? Guess who's like decides at that point to tell some guy about his stickers? Rude motherfucker. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to fucking say it anyway. He's a rude motherfucker. All right. Ghost, did you have anything else that you didn't like? No, that was, that's the main one. I just, I thought they were just, everyone was just unaware. Good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gary. Well, I'm kind of like ghost in that respect. It seemed like to me, the whole group was kind of living about three or four years ago and not too open to all the different things. I mean, we, try every method possible to get our word out and we've tried you know really weird things like doing instagram posts and stuff like that but you learn a lot by doing that and you learn you can reach people that way and so i just don't seem like they're really open to new ideas and stuff like that i think i agree patriot i didn't like the polka dots I don't know what the what they were, but I didn't like the polka dots. But as far as the each speaker to me, just I mean, just listening to it, I mean, it did seem like they were just focusing on this is how I do it, this is the best way, and that was it. They were more interested in talking about themselves than you know getting any information from anybody else. But that was just I mean, that's pretty much what what they were saying. So yeah, that's a good way to sum it up, though, because that's what I kind you of know, at some it, point too. It's just like, okay, I'm, I'm hurrying up to hear me talk, you know, which instead of listening to what you're saying or paying attention, like you said, they're looking at their phones, you know, instead of actually listening, oh, okay, well, you write some things, you get a couple comments, 
I don't know. It, that's just how it came across to me uh, this morning. Right on. Uh, Smake? We didn't really listen, but from... Yeah, no, I, I don't really have anything to, to comment on that. It's. I think you guys are summing it up pretty good from what I know about it. All right, so now I'm going to try to read my chicken scratch here. Again, I type for a freaking living because it's in 2018. I use a pen occasionally to sign my name on something. So I'm having to read fucking writing. I haven't written since I was probably 10 years old or something. So uh, number one, what did I not like about it? Number one, same speeches and speeches and speakers as last year. So, okay, it's their second year, but come on. Do they have to give us the same speech again? Like, do they not know that we're all going to be here again? There was double or maybe triple the amount of people. So some of the, you know, two thirds to a half of those people heard the things for the first time, but I didn't. And I went around with this freaking midterm election year. Do we have to really reiterate? Uh, especially like you guys said, they're just telling us about their projects. You know, that should have been done ahead of time. Okay. So number two, I did not get an invite. Uh, even after attending last year and writing my name on a fucking piece of paper. I think I bitched about that before. Number three, lack of direction. What are we here for? Question mark. Networking? Question mark. Tech? Question mark. Describing our projects? Tech? Question mark. And then I wrote this really fucking big, like on three lines. Or can we unite on message? And then like three question marks after that. So that was frustrating to me. Is that, you know, are we here to brag about it shit? Are we here to, is it a tech thing? Like, are we going to tell people? I mean, do I, I'm going to mention this again, because this is, I'm flabbergasted. But you guys were there. You heard it. I'm not hallucinating. An actual question was asked without any humor. An actual question was asked. You can watch videos, YouTube videos on your phone. Question on your mark? phone. Yeah, I almost fell out of the chair. I fucking almost fell over. Yeah. What the hell kind of, that is what we're dealing with. Okay, so number four. Okay, so is, in other words, is it a time, is this a tech workshop? Because it's if a tech workshop, it was a miserable failure, right? It was just a bunch of people alluding to things, those girls you were talking about, they're young girls and they understand they're fluid with the, the platforms and the idea of how apps work, you know, just the concept of what the elements are. So they were saying things like the Zoom. Dude, I barely, it took me three times for her saying Zoom before I figured out what the hell she was talking about. I guarantee you, I'll bet you a thousand dollars everybody else in that room doesn't know what Zoom is, right? So, you know, there's a, if it's a place for tech, if it's a place like a work, a tech workshop, then it was a miserable failure. There was no structure at all. And you definitely, I don't think you start doing a tech workshop with a bunch of people in different platforms, different types of media completely by just haphazard. Like you break that stuff down, you make sure you're hitting everything, just like basic gun uh, knowledge. You know, you don't just go, oh, there's revolvers, there's rifles, there's shotguns. Let's take apart a firing pin. Okay, there's cartridges. You know, okay, back in the day, there was black powder. Now there's machine guns. I mean, that that's kind of how sloppy it was, right? Um, number four. More time for Q&A. What good are speeches? So what the hell good is it for them to get up and blah, 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 blah. And it should be at least half of it is Q&A if we're going to learn anything, no matter what the, the real goal of the thing is. I think there needs to be more interactivity. You know, what's the point of being in a room and getting a speech? I can watch a speech online. I can, I can have a prepared speech, which is better because then people can edit it and make it perfect and give us homework. Let us watch those speeches, right? And then get there and ask questions about each other. But for crying out loud, I don't need to drive to Illinois from Arizona to listen to the same thing I listened to last year. Come on, I paid for that. 
you paid for that. People at paid, paid Patreon paid for that. Uh, number five. Uh, why aren't we informed of what this year's 2A agendas are so we can amplify them? Like, why the hell are we doing this at the Gun Rights Policy Conference if we're just going to blab about what we can blab about on a hangout any single day of the year? Every single day of the year. We're at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. It's a midterm election. It might be the most critical one ever because we have Trump and we got potentially a judge. We're crying out loud. If Why aren't we taking out the NFA right now, right? Why isn't this whole gun rights policy conference about getting rid of the NFA or at least getting suppressors back on the fucking table so we can get them off the fucking NFA, right? Like, are we fucking affecting change or are we going to stroke ourselves off? So number five, again, why aren't we informed of this? What our two agendas are? Because that's what is happening at the gun rights policy conference. The actual movers and shakers are having strategy sessions and stuff, you know, to make sure that the they're not all running around random, I hope. And if that's the case, why aren't we a, a, a valuable tool for that? We're the freaking infantry. If they're the generals, we're the freaking infantry, right? We're something. We're air, we're, we're air support. We're something. So use us. What the hell are they letting us spin our wheels in the basement for? No point in us driving over here to spin our wheels in the basement. All right, number six. Uh, so sick of hearing how other people used to do things alone. We have an opportunity here to work together and change old dynamics. Now, they're not going to understand what I'm talking about there because I was just fucking pissed. But the, after, I don't know, half of the day of just listening to people talk about their projects and many of those for the second time in a year, you know, second time in two years. Why are we even talking about each other's projects? Who fucking cares? Why aren't we figuring out what everybody's resources are and then figure out how to most efficiently use those? Why aren't we making a list of our resources? Our audiences, our skills, our techniques, or maybe our, our, our equipment, our availability, like how much time we have to devote to stuff and giving that to the Second Amendment Foundation, giving that to the gun owners of America and telling them, here is our media rank and here's what we've got. Here is what's on our inventory and here's what we're able to do. Now that you know this, utilize it. You know, divide us up, uh, give half of us to do this task and half of us to this task or tell all of us to do this half of the time and this half of the time. Why are we not soldiers in a fucking army? So why aren't we working together? Why are we just sitting here talking about each other's shit, especially when they had no insight and they had no ambition? All their everything that we talked about, I'm probably going to hit this in another one. Everything we heard today was how. You can't do this because it's not Hickok. You can't do this because it's not the biggest blog ever. You can't do this because YouTube doesn't let us. Fuck all that. We got enough people here. We should be changing the dynamic, right? If we don't have enough views, guess what happens when we all work together and we all view each other? Oh, we got enough views. All of a sudden, we're big. So to, to, to have a bunch of individuals bitch about what it's like to be in an individuals in a room together is ridiculous. Why aren't we working as a team? So number seven, this is a lot of effort for no uh, resulting archive. So this was another frustration of mine because so much of our conversations get lost. They, they happen and they, they don't exist anymore. On YouTube, at least, they render into a video and it's possible for somebody to go back and watch it. But for the most part, conversations that happen on Instagram, Facebook for sure, mostly on Instagram, other platforms, they're gone. You, you can say something interesting, you can catch people's attention, maybe you get their attention again, but this fucking dynamic of just saying stuff and letting it disappear is becoming overwhelming and it's 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 damaging 
uh, the, the, we are creating a lot of good information here. And if we're going to repeat it all next year, then it's worthless. It's worthless. If we should be building every year, we should be building every month, but there should be definitely something coming out of this, this uh, Second Amendment conference or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, so this is a lot of effort for no resulting archive. Uh, it was only posted on a hidden stream on a, well, on a hidden group uh, on fucking Facebook. On a hidden group. So you, you can't even get into the group. Only like 12 people even got an opportunity to know that this thing was streaming, for crying out loud. What's the point of this? Uh, is there, uh, is there some, is, is there going to be a summary? So, Okay, they put up an agenda. After you do something, then you can, especially maybe we got some people that can blog. Oh, maybe we do, huh? Well, we have a shit ton of bloggers in that room. You're telling me none of them could write down some notes about what happened today? None of them can write down the key kernels of, of great ideas. None of them can write down uh, what somebody might need, like some of the guys that are doing projects and said, here's what we need or here's what we have to offer. Why isn't there like a summary of what happened today being created? And why isn't that handing out? Maybe there is, and I'm wrong. Maybe that's still coming. Um, are we going to... What the hell is this are we going to... Man, this is worthless. I can't even read it. To accomplish anything... This is the result of being here. Are we going to... Accompli I guess I just put an extra word in there. Are we going to accomplish anything as a group as a result of being here? So again, I guess that has to do with what are our goals for this whole thing. Uh, is it supposed to be like a learning workshop? Are the people supposed to walk away with more knowledge? Are they supposed to walk away with more insight? Are they supposed to walk away with actual resources? Like say, is it supposed to be a time when the Second Amendment groups can tell us, here's what we need done. Do this monthly. Do this at, you know, periodically. Uh, make sure that people are aware of every one of the organizations on this list. I mean, where's our, where's, where's what we are being asked to do or what are we going to accomplish from this thing? Uh, and then lastly, number eight, why the fuck am I writing this with a pen? Because I'm assuming that's why I never got an invite because I couldn't read my scratch last year and they just decided I can't read his email. So he's not getting an invite. Uh, but yeah, I can't believe that we're writing stuff on a piece of fucking paper. Um, all right. So. Amen. What would you like to see? Uh, what would you like to see discussed at AmCon 2019? Let's go the other way, Smaggy. Okay. Well, I would like to see um, kind of stuff that you, you hit on there before, of like the bad stuff. But um, I would like to see some type of collaboration type stuff. Um, you know, kind of like we, just what you're saying, you know, marching orders or this is the message and all that stuff. And, oh, I I write a blog, but, man, I really need some good pictures. Oh, that's funny. I'm a photographer. Like, I have a bunch of pictures and I have no place to put them. Bam. You now, you just, you just made a partnership, right? Um, the other thing is it's kind of like what um, is happening every week on the After Hours show is the the technical stuff. Um you know, and I know it's different because everyone's using the different platforms, but it would be nice instead of someone just saying like, oh, I, I use Facebook. Yeah, okay, that's cool. 
but what about this is how I get the most reach out of my Facebook or, you know, and even the, some of the other stuff, these are the, the types of cameras I use. And, um, I remember that show a, a long time ago, back in the day, that the podcast about, um, the search optimization and all that kind of stuff and using the keywords on YouTube and all, like, man, I learned so much in those couple hours that one Thursday night that you're talking like on like Clover's chat that one Thursday. Right. Yeah. The, the after, what are they, whatever you call it, after dark or after hours after or whatever. Hours. After hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I know the but, one you're talking about. And seriously, if we could, if that would have been, if I could have had that show in a bucket, every one of them would have been fucking wet with that show. Cause they fucking needed that. They had, uh, I mean, keywords granted keywords, uh, hashtags can be confusing for like five seconds until somebody should explain it to you. Well, and they didn't even bother in this session but I know what you're talking about. Right. So that's, I guess I'm just saying is that I'd like to see more like technical stuff. Cause maybe there is someone and the, the reason that they're not very good at it is cause they're, they're just not very good at it and they don't know anyone who is. And you know, so that's like, I know I don't, I don't utilize that stuff just cause I don't, you know, care that much to put the effort in, to be honest. But um, at least I know it exists. And if I ever do want to step up to the next level, I, know where to go to find the information and i know who to ask you know so that that type that type of stuff i think would be good and and helpful to the people that are they are trying to amplify their message and get it out there is getting the tools to how to do that right on patriot what would you like to see next i would i'd Started off by, you know, I, I didn't check out the agenda, you know, so I, I didn't really see the one for this year. Um, but I think they should form it up somehow where, you know, they, they group the people together that do, you know, whatever the, the different platforms or whatever and kind of give them, I don't know, direction, not just come and talk about stuff because just like this year when when they stood up there and they just talked about their own thing there's no there was no space in there to talk about the tech or to explain stuff because they, they that wasn't on their their agenda so if it, if it could be more direction as far as what why they're even there i guess would be you know if if part of the agenda was putting you know th this group together this group together you guys talk before you show up and kind of come up with an idea to let everybody else know what you're actually doing and if they want help, that kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. Because to me, it was just kind of confusing just listening to, you know, oh, I wrote this book and this is, you know, I talked to a guy on TV and this is what I did. You know, that that doesn't help me do it. So. Well said. Yep. Uh, Gary. Yeah, I think along those lines, a little bit more of a fire from everybody. Uh, a little more excitement about what they do and what they represent. And also, rather than patting each other on the back about how great they are, maybe trying to figure out what they need to be doing to move forward. I like that. Ghost? Um, do you have time for me to do two quick ones? You can do as many as you want. I'm about to do five <laughs> all right well the we first one is, is i would like to walk out of there with ideas of solutions of 
taking the next step and saying, here are the issues with the community. What are some solutions that we can all do? The second thing that I would like to see is if it's split up into two sessions, have the morning session of these people doing their speeches, that's whatever. But I'd tell you what I would like to do, and you're talking about doing a Q&A, but I think a Q&A would be cool if, if you had a table up front and you had a blogger, a Facebook, an Instagrammer, a YouTuber, uh, a written media, and all at one table and let people do questions and answers and have all of them up there and kind of go down the line. If someone says, well, what's your best way to reach your people? And then you let the blogger talk for a minute. And then you let the YouTuber talk Instagram to where, and then everybody at that point has an idea of what the reach spectrum is for each platform. I think that'd be very educational. That's a super good idea. So like a panel, like a panel discussion. Exactly. A round table or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. True experts and not somebody who's got two freaking comments. Exactly. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. I think that would be sweet. I, should, I wish I would have put that one on there. I didn't even think of that one. Um, Dead Horse. Or did, were you done? Uh, didn't he have a second one? No, my, my second one was, is I'd like to have some solutions. I'd like to leave there with an idea of what some solutions to the community are, not just talking about what we're, our projects are. Let's leave with what we can do together as a solution to help the community out. I love it. And then, like, let's see what happens at the beginning of next year. You go, how did, what did everybody do? And then, or, you know, yeah, here's the state of the community now. Yeah, exactly. As part of the prep, you know, here's what everybody did. Exactly. Hey. Kind of a state of the community at that point for next year and see where we've come in the last year. And then it hey. becomes, what can we accomplish each year? And then it can be bigger and bigger bites and be more and more useful. Hey, G, yeah. I didn't know we, we could do a second one. Things go do a second go. one. Uh, I would also separate it. Okay. You got, this is happening on a Friday. I would do half Friday morning and half Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening when everybody's clearing out. So oh, that shit. In between when the, the, the real people are doing the real work after they're done and they come up with their real ideas, they can say, hey, now you guys take it and do whatever the hell you're going to do with it. I mean, I love that. I you love know, that. You know, really? because otherwise you guys show up there Friday morning, nothing's happened yet. You know, what, well, yeah, because I even asked G and I said, what are the talking points this year? And he says, I don't know. They haven't come out yet, you know. So, I mean, you know, maybe just the, the speeches and the quick get togethers. And this is what we're doing and what we worked on since last time. Then have the real conference. And then afterwards, kind of get what to do. Some kind of direct. Yeah, let the social media guys have their own war room almost. I love it because uh, everybody leaves early on Sunday anyway. It's stupid. Yeah drove all the way here and then we're going to leave early. It makes no sense, but yeah, I love that idea. Cause then you can actually know what the groups want and can do. And now you can you establish the Friday, what we've got to offer. Now we divvy up responsibilities and, and goals and start killing it. Yeah. I love it. And even if they, the, the actual conference has somebody sit in so that they can kind of get a, a grasp of what people can do so that they know once the conference is over, they can say, Hey, well, this is what we, they can do. This is what we're going to give them. I, I like it. Well, yeah. Like having the social media director for second minute foundation there or something, you know, that's a good question. I wonder who it is. 
Okay, so dead horse. All right, are you guys done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead horse? I would like to see uh, more people that actually have their finger on the pulse of the community. People like uh, UG Webs or Ghost or people who are, you guys are talking to new people every single week and hearing new points of view and just you're putting content out there. You're all, you're socializing and you're mixing with people and you, you, you guys, and, and there's a lot more, I'm just picking on you two guys cause you're in here, but there's a lot more people out there who are very intelligent. You guys can put together intelligent sentences and you guys can come at people with facts and numbers and stuff like that. None of the people who I heard talk today were like that. Like really, I mean, they, none of them seem like that. And again, I couldn't see the screen. I don't know who all was talking. And I had bad audio, but from what I heard, it was none of those people seemed to have their pull, their finger on the pulse of the community, and almost seemed like it was like they almost seemed like they were ten or twenty years behind the times. Really, but they were successful in spite of having like no real. They don't really have a a strategy, and they're not following through. They're just successful anyway, and that you you don't really get to go tell people like you're. <laughs> This is what I did. Well, what the hell? You fell into it. Like, I don't want to say that. I mean, obviously, it worked for it, but worked for it in ways that were okay. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I would just like to see some more people out there who are more who are really socializing and and active, and more than just writing a blog post. Like people, like I mean, you guys are on all sorts of different social media. You guys are constantly talking and meeting new people and. These people don't seem to be at that level. Like they don't really seem to kind of know what's going on. Like the one question, like you can watch YouTube on your phone. Like, whoa, like, dude, like. That's yeah. like so uninformed un, 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 un that, yeah, it's like tough to, well, they may mentioned like in one of the talks that outside the choir one where they said, you know, if you say certain things, you're just going to alienate your, you know, when you say Democrat, you're going to alienate people. Be aware of that. And uh, same kind of thing. If you say something that's like, what? You mean you don't use a phone? What? Like, you know, how can you take somebody seriously? Yeah, there was a guy in the morning session this morning that I was kind of yelling at the screen to. And because he kept saying all the leftist anti-gunners, I'm like, dude, the real threat isn't the leftist anti-gunners. It's the people that are anti-gun that are considered conservatives within our own ranks. You know, it's not just the leftists. It's it's you can't call just the liberals the anti-gunners because there are people that are not pro-gun that consider themselves conservative, and we have people that consider themselves liberals that are pro-gun, like Yankee. And so that just showed you right there that he's out of touch. Is it's not just liberals that are anti-gun, right? And even if he meant something more nuanced or whatever, he didn't use that word. So. That's where everyone who was listening stopped. Like, oh, exactly, exactly. This, yeah. All right, I'm going to dig into mine. Can, can I throw one out real quick? Because I actually thought of one in the yeah. process of this. Since we're talking about what we'd like to see for next year, um, and it kind of falls along with the what Ghost was saying, like the panelist kind of thing. But I'd like to see it more as an actual like workshop versus a you know speech driven thing where it is a little more you know like a relaxed setting and like i said maybe like the afternoon is that type and the the morning is you know the same structure they have now but have more 
you know, questions, stuff going back and forth between two or three different people. Like, you know, it's not like they were in a huge auditorium. You guys could have all just kind of been talking with each other on the, you know, the same topic and just kind of have it like an open floor kind of thing where, hey, here's, here's some stuff. And then we'll, you know, really, if people want to know the nitty gritty, like they can drill in on that if no one has any questions and move on to the next thing. But so like I said, it's kind of similar with just having more time for question, but it just maybe have more of a relaxed atmosphere instead of keeping the everyone gets exactly five minutes or whatever. Like this. You know. Well, I definitely when you're saying that, I'm thinking how cool would it be if it was like the first hour it's we're going to kick out. We're going to you're going to learn YouTube. Second hour, you're learning Instagram. Third hour, stupid ass Facebook. You know, fourth hour blogging, fifth hour podcasting. And then have maybe panel discussions with people because again, the girls even the the not your average gun girl podcast, um, they're valid. They're everything was cool, but then they are one of them people who are like, oh, you got to have such and such microphone, you got to have such and such this, you have to have you know equipment, you got to have podcasting service. Well, f all that. I use I can do it with a phone and free software. So you know to get a piece of content on the internet does not require all that stuff. If you want to emulate a radio show, it requires all that crap to sound fancy. But if your goal is to get information out there, or like Alan said, sell the pub, sell the book before you write it. So, you know, you want to get an audience, then don't worry about having it spiffy and clean and super clear and crisp because that you're wasting a bunch of effort and time. Uh, you don't even know if they want to listen to you yet. Uh, I've, I can, I insist that you, if you have say something that's worthwhile, who cares if it's shitty and crappy and people are going to listen to it because it's important. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see some discussion between the, the people who are quote unquote experts, because even experts are going to do things differently. They're going to use their tools differently. You get two electricians together. They're going to do different things based on their experience, right? You get two different tile layers. They're going to do things differently Two bakers to anything, right? So. I hear you. All right. What would I like discussed at AmCon 2019? Number one, experts in the fields. You guys have talked about that. But I told them this year we had no video, no podcasters, no photographers, no meme creators. And they also dismissed memes as being worthless, which is ignorant if, if, to say the least. Um, then they're also going to talk about how you shouldn't do a two hour podcast because that's too long. So with just with, with no organization, they contradicted themselves more times than I kept track of, but it was also very difficult as I can only imagine how difficult that would be as someone who's seriously trying to absorb information to get so many conflicting, you know, overall the whole course of the day, so many conflicting concepts, you know, don't do anything too long, but you can't do it too short either. You know, it can't be too uh, risky, but it can't be, per you know, 100% perfect either, you know, so. Uh, um, so no experts in the field. So have experts in their fields this year, next year. Um, number two, working together, real ideas. What the fuck was that supposed to mean? Um, so this what would I discuss next year? Working together. Well, I was just saying that's more like the, the collaboration kind of thing that we touched on earlier. 
yes, instead of like, here's my project, here's my project, here's my project, and ask a couple of questions, instead be like, pair people off. Guess what? You're sitting next to that person. You two have a project by, you know, next month, do something together. I've been to places like that before, especially creative workshops where they're like, guess what? The person you're sitting next to or pick a partner, you're doing a project together. Like next week, it's going to be two different people. You're doing a project together. When in school did we get to pick our partners for projects, right? That's so that you get experience working with other people. So what are we going to this thing for so that we can all walk away individuals? So yeah, working together. Number three, getting our messages on point. What is the point of any of this if we're all going to just say whatever we want? And somebody's going to go tell you that you shouldn't carry a purse. Somebody's going to tell you that it's appropriate to carry a purse. Somebody else is going to tell you, I don't know about purses. You know, maybe we can figure out a way to get some of our two-way messages, our two-way, um, uh, you know, the vital two-way information uh, on point. Uh, tech coaching resources is this the time to learn skills so I, I think it needs to either be a workshop a technical workshop or a strategy session or something else but i don't I, I, it was a mess and again i'm trying to put myself in a position of somebody because i saw some people furiously taking notes and i feel sorry that they were taking notes on such a random like varied useful very like some of it was useful, some of it wasn't, and it was all just chaotic, and there was almost no organization to it. Can you imagine trying to take notes during that whole thing? And then without being aware of all the aspects, all the elements we, they were talking about, how to arrange those notes to any kind of real logical order, it would have been a mess. It would have definitely been a challenge, and I suspect no one's going to go through, follow through on that and try to actually do it. And even if they did, it wouldn't be published. They didn't encourage us. I've been to Masada Yub classes where he'll encourage people to take copious notes and then exchange them with the other people to create little study groups and to look at other people's notes because the notes that you take are keys for you. But when you look at the notes of someone else, not only can you help them edit their notes, I can't read this or what did you mean by that? But you're also gonna get insight to what they gleaned from the same information. So just as though teaching, learn you learn more by teaching, you're gonna learn more by helping others to see what they learn and then, you know, backwards, they're going to learn from yours and they're going to help you refine your notes. None of that was done. And I don't know why in a creative type of thing like this, where we're all supposed to be uh, networking and working together, none of it, nothing like that was done. Um, real objectives, united goals, helping the two-way organizations. And I guess that's basically reiterating the same thing. You know, what are we even, why do we have audiences? You know, we can go show boobs and get audiences. Anybody can get an audience. Uh, why do we have audiences? Because we are passionate about the Second Amendment. So why don't we give us some real objectives, give us something to do with these audiences, give us something to direct our creative uh, you know, interests into. Make ourselves not just, uh, I don't know, a part of the community, but a useful element of the community. I wish I, yeah, I just scrabbled some of this shit down. So I don't know if they're going to contact me and try to get more from it or not, but We'll move on. So who is your favorite speaker? You may choose more than one. We'll go backwards the other way. So Dead Horse. Uh, it, it was it was that it was the one woman. I don't know what her name was. I know she spoke a couple times. She spoke very, very intelligently, very clearly, and she I could hear her probably the best too over everyone else just it sounds like you're talking about sure. Yeah, I think that's who it is. And she's the polka dots. 
whoever said they didn't like the polka dots. Patriot, Patriot. Yeah, I did say that. Um, Ghost. I enjoyed Kevin, but I always enjoy listening to Kevin, but he was talking about, he wasn't talking about any of his projects. He was talking about what's going on in St. Louis and how to change the community, being part of not only the gun community, but the community as a whole. And I thought there was a really positive message. Right on. Okay. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I didn't know enough about the individual speakers to be able to point anyone out. Yeah, I hear so, they all kind of, and with the poor audio, it probably all just kind of was a big mess. It did kind of all blend together, and I didn't get to listen to all the afternoon, although I did go back and listen to part of it. I need to finish listening to that because it seemed like to me it was a little bit better in the afternoon than it was in the morning. It's certainly more interesting. The people that were the speakers in the afternoon were more aware and were really speaking to less of like how to do it and more like what to do with it once you've got it going. Because if I'm learning anything from this, it's what the rest of the world thinks, which kind of opens up some eyes as to the way we do things and stuff like that, too. And we can definitely hone what we do based on that, too. We need to get word out. We need to make sure people understand what we do and why we do it. Yeah, well said. Uh, Patriot. I really they don't don't stick out i i need to go back and listen to the second portion because i you know the, the section that you said that was the beyond the choir i want to check that out um but in the morning it, it was just really frustrating that's all i i really remember from it um i mean a lady talking about the combat <laughs> combat ants or whatever and she thought it was funny I mean, there was some good points with that, that, you know, we use tools with our hands, that kind of thing. Um, but really, that's the only one that sticks out. Um, I mean, besides the guy talking about his book and all the other stuff. Yeah, well, that's valid. I mean, again, I think it's a, it's a result of the kind of sloppy, chaotic way they put it together. Or the, they might have put it together in a perfect way, but the way that it ended up, it was difficult. And they didn't... His, now Cheryl does the gun freedom radio and she did a thing where she talked about her I don't know I think it was coming back from lunch so whenever I started it coming back from lunch I was I think I was saying it off air I started the first half as public and then an alerts went out and everybody knew about it and then there was like 30 something people watching when I did the after lunch one I remembered to set it up as un whatever it's called um, unlisted and I'm assuming when it goes unlisted, no alerts go out. So then when I figured out I put it up as unlisted, nobody was watching it. I flipped it over to public for a while, but I don't think that initiated a, uh, an alert. So we didn't get anywhere near as many people listening, but we certainly didn't get anybody listening at the very beginning. There was only like two of us and I was probably one of them. And uh, that's when Cheryl was talking about their deal. Uh, there's some entrepreneurial, there are a couple, uh, and they're entrepreneurial, so they've had lots of uh, businesses throughout the years. And uh, eventually, they got to uh, the firearms business, and that they, that's the one that stuck, and that's the one they enjoy the most. And then, as a uh, 
consequence of being in a gun shop in a market with lots of other gun shops and they're on the side of town and everything. They start, they, they ended up being on a radio show. If I remember the summary of everything, they were on a radio show. They enjoyed it. They were encouraged to keep doing it because they were good at it. And then they started doing their own show. And I got to tell you, I don't listen to very many podcasts because I just don't. And, and you know, I, there's X amount of time in the day. I do my own podcast and everything, but their podcast is awesome. The only problem I got with their podcast is that even though it's two hours long, they schedule their guests for like 10 minutes. So they have a bunch of guests on. So you get to experience a lot of people's insight or stories or uh, things that they're doing. And she puts together freaking stellar website. Their website is everything. You, it, it, somebody said it's the gold standard and they were not kidding. Like Cheryl's website, as far as the podcast goes, um, is awesome. It is exactly what needs to be done. In fact, she should have taught a section on putting her website together. I don't know if she figured that out or if it was just intuitive, but man, she did it. She does an excellent job on her website. What's frustrating is in contrast to all that, um, you would think, and she enunciates, like you said, you could hear her. She, she understands how to communicate. I think she enjoys communicating and everything. And then there was like this stark contrast to like, nobody reiterated questions. You know, they knew that the microphone was shitty and that you had to be standing like within a minute or an inch of it so they didn't get feedback in the room because they were in a stupid little basement, you know, cubbyhole room. But uh, when somebody would ask a question in the audience, you know, you, you know a, somebody who's a, a, attuned to all that and, and into communication and everything typically will reiterate the, or re, restate the question into the microphone so that the whole audience and whoever's listening to it can hear it, right? And then address the question. None of that was done. They would say stuff like, here, someone's open podcast, you know, nobody knows what the hell podcast was. And then the people weren't encouraged to introduce themselves in their podcasts. A couple of them are good communicators or good speakers, and they knew to say that stuff over and over again, but not all of them. And that made it very frustrating, tough to, to follow through. Hit him, Rest Susan, it's nine o'clock. Yeah, by the way, what is her website? Because I'd like to go check that out. Gun Freedom Radio. I don't know if it's com or org or what, but okay. Gun Freedom Radio. Perfect. Thank you. Um, okay, so that was... Did Smeggy go? I, I, I don't have one. It's, I, I, didn't, I didn't listen to any of it. Oh, that's right. Okay, so uh, I put down... I put my phone's going dead. I'm shutting off. Um... Okay, so for me, it was Craig, FPC. Everybody else got up there and said what they did. And I don't mind listening to people's stories. I think it's interesting. I happen to be a nerd for this kind of stuff, so I'll listen to people's stories all day and night. But not at a workshop. At least I don't want to listen to it at a workshop. I'll listen to you all night on a podcast when there's no consequence. But when people drive halfway across the fucking country to be at the Gun Rights Policy Conference and the day before at a media summit, I don't need to hear what I heard last year, right? I don't need to hear garbage. I don't need to hear... Like, this happened to me one time, so maybe you should try it. Screw that. This happened to me. Maybe you shouldn't try it. Like, I don't want to hear all that. Uh, Craig was more like, do something you enjoy. Do a consistent. You know, he gave some just little kernels that were useful, that were maybe encouraging, or maybe gave you a little bit of direction. And he gave so many of them that I can't even remember them all, other than the, the main one, I think, is, is, is the only one, I think. Maybe not the only one, but at least the first one, or the one that uh, made a point of it enough to say, like, and he was very frustrated, I should say. I talked to Craig 
off and on throughout the day while we were in there and, you know, going on breaks and stuff. And uh, he was not happy with the people who said, don't talk politics, right? Because he doesn't agree with that. You know, talking politics is legitimate for some audiences. And to say it's black and white, you should never talk about politics is short-sighted in, in, in uh, someone who has not had a lot of experience because there's obviously very, very successful people that have talked politics all the time. And how are you supposed to reach people who are interested in politics if you don't talk about politics? So the same way that people can flee from a discussion on politics, obviously plenty of people enjoy politics. So for just little things like that, uh, I thought Craig's um, 20 minutes or whatever they gave him uh, was probably the most useful. Now, at the time they gave it to him, which I believe was at a shit time, it was either right before everybody started getting antsy for lunch or it was like right before a break or we didn't get a break or something. So unfortunately, when he was saying those things, um, uh, I noticed that a lot of the people were already kind of glazing their eyes were glazing over and they were concentrating on other things i think so yeah that was right after the time the lady says we're supposed to have a 10 minute break here but we're going to power through it right now and they brought him up so right there you got a bunch of old this is okay you might not realize this that room was almost entirely old fat white guys whoa right so they're eating their apple and their bag of chips and a brownie and big thing of bread you know they're getting all logie and freaking you know dozing off so um in addition to their physical issues, uh, I suspect, like you guys have already mentioned, most of them were there to talk about themselves and their projects. I don't know how absorbent they, you know, how much they were absorbing of what Craig was offering there. Uh, but as far as just general stuff, if someone just came to those two sessions and listened to them, I think Craig's would be the most useful as far as just general, you know, enjoy what you're doing learn from your mistakes and, you know, just kind of basic stuff, but at least it was, you know, coaching. It wasn't just, here's the thing I did. Uh, and then Sarah, the, um, she's from Minnesota and hers was talking to like a Democrat or talking to a left person or, you know, just basically being aware of when you say things um, to but when you exclude people unintentionally, I guess, like being aware that there are people who you don't have the same mindset. So why, you know, if you don't have the same mindset, how would you expect to know what they're uh, going to, how they're going to react to some phrase or something? And if you don't have the same life experience, anyway, I think that hers was one of the more, um, again, useful as far as like kernels of, of, uh, or elements, I guess, to, to incorporate into your projects because it was, I can't remember all the details anymore, but it was, uh, enough that I wrote it down in the paper that I liked hers. The one, and this was all part of the, they put all of uh, black people together in the outside the choir piece. So really that whole section was good. And the next one was good too, because she, that was the one that Alan was mean to that girl. And uh, I don't remember her name, Aaron, I think, but uh, um, she started out kind of not wanting to talk in front of an audience, you know, just, you know, public speaking type of a thing. And everybody calmed her down, which was nice. You guys didn't get to see that, but um, you know, she was a little intimidated, I guess, just public speaking or whatever. But then as soon as she got into it, man, she was into it. And I really liked hers too, but I like, uh, uh, Sarah's a little bit more. 
but yeah, listen to the afternoon one. I think there was more more teeth in the afternoon one. What Tulsa bombing? Well, and Matt would have made fun of the Tulsa bombing is unfortunately the case though. So uh, it was Kevin, I believe, would, uh, uh, he was up after Sarah and the other girl and they had just done excellent, uh, you know, addresses. So um, he said he was gonna abbreviate his since he was gonna touch on some of the stuff they talked on anyway. And then he talked about what he I, was he talking about Missouri? He was talking about talking to a group of two way people. He was invited to talk to a group yeah, in St. Louis, yeah. St. Louis. And then uh, so he said something to the effect of, you know, he said, Hey, what does everybody say when I say 1776? And everybody goes, Yay, or whatever. And then he said, forget whatever dates he picked. And then he picked what, 1910? And the idea there was that everybody, you know, was like, Well, but that was 1910. But it was um, a time when I guess a place in Tulsa had been like a self-sufficient black community and a bunch of white people decided to tear it down, burned it down or some shit. And the police were involved and the people that were just racist or what. And, you know, to be completely unaware um, is one thing, which I, I am, and I'm sure a bunch of people, I've never heard of that before. At least it's not brought up. If it's embarrassment or if it's uh, ignorance or if it's just unawareness, whatever, you know, I've never heard of it. But I thought it was insightful because, you know, by understanding that not everyone interprets the same things the same way. And I guess that was leading from the whole idea that um, there was a, I don't want to call it persistent, but there was a couple of times that it was brought up that when you bring a, when a, when a position is made that the Second Amendment is necessary because of resistance of tyranny from England, or, you know, that there's some sort of uh, special significance to the Second Amendment because that keeps us, you know, free from the tyranny of the English English rule. That had very little interest, or it has less, uh, I guess, um, it has less uh, traction with somebody who, at the time, or the ancestors at the time, were not considered human beings and weren't protected by the Second Amendment. And to not be unaware of that, and not to use that. Uh, argument that the Second Amendment is for all of us to people who may not believe that or may not, uh, you know, feel the same way. So uh, anyway, I thought those were, or uh, that was Kevin's thing was with the 1776. And he had talked to, I, I, I honestly, I'm tired and there was so much stuff said. Um, I, I'm glad we recorded it because I'd like to go back and listen to his again. But I was inspired whenever he said, he he'd basically said something to the effect of, you know, if you're uh you've got an audience and you, you know, one of the things I'll always say, if you've got an audience, what do you, what do you have your audience for? You know, what are we doing this for? If you've got an audience, let me talk to them. Because we, as big fat white guys, only have so much we can say, you know, we only have a position that the big fat white guy is going to have. So if we're going to uh, have these giant audiences, then share them with people who aren't big fat white guys so that the breach can get out there. And so that the, uh, what were they saying? Like the person who delivers the message becomes part of the message or becomes part of the uh, meaning of that message, if that's the way to say it. Anyway, I thought that was great. So I, you know, I, I, I hadn't, uh, I don't think I've ever even heard of Kevin before. I definitely knew Argo from a million years ago, but uh, 
Uh, how long has Kevin been around? Kevin's been around several years. He has uh, no other choice training. He's a trainer out of uh, – he does a lot of training out of St. Louis. He um, – yeah, he's he's been around oh, for I don't know, a few years. That's what it was when he was like, you know, you when you when when someone's going to come to me and you know, an antire, an anti person is going to come to him and say, "Oh, but," and he's going to say, "But what?" Oh, but the violence. He's like, it's not the violence. It's the it's the what the community or whatever it is. Um, oh shit, I'm trying to use his analogy and I can't remember verbatim. But he was like, it's not the violence. And here's a here's a an answer to your suggestion that it's about the violence. Oh well, it's about the guns. No, here's a, you know, answer to your suggestion. I'm a police officer or whatever. Like if it's safety, he's like, oh no, it's the it's the crime. And he's like, oh okay, as an officer, you know, I'm aware of this, and it's not that. So, you know, and he was like, you know, the people who would like to suggest that guns are bad uh, are going to say guns are bad because X Y Z, and he can get up there and say no, they're not, and they have much tougher time to disregard him as they would to disregard us because what the hell? I've never spent any time in a ghetto in a you know, downtown Chicago, so how the hell could I have any experience? But they're not going to tell a black dude that he's not allowed to you know understand what it would be like. So um, I really I'm doing a sloppy job of uh, relaying what his his point was. But like I say, it's, it impressed me 100%. I thought that was freaking dead on. I never heard anybody uh, lay it down like that. And he's, he's is eloquent, the word. I mean, he's, he's precise. And he's, uh, um, he's, he speaks with an authority that a law enforcement, someone who's an educated law, law officer would. You know how they, they speak with intent and they use deliberate words. And it, it doesn't sound pretentious. It's just it's accurate and very difficult to suggest that, you know, Oh, well, I'm going to disregard him because of this. I'm going to disregard him because of this, because he literally is able to express his thoughts and their valid thoughts and our positions. And, uh, and he's got the authority and the, the willingness to just stand there and, and, and be that resistance. And I love it. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, he was definitely, Wow. Yeah, awesome. and I, I like the part that he was talking about that he has a different perspective because people that are anti-gun are scared to say certain things to him because he's black. And he's like, I'll flip that on him. You know, if you want to come at me because you don't want to mention the black card because I'm a black man who's a pro-gun, he goes, that's fine. I'll flip it on you. And he says, I'll use that as a weapon. And they, they don't like talking to him about guns because he's a black guy because they're afraid they're going to say something wrong and he'll flip it on them. He's not afraid to play the race card, but he plays it in a different way. He's like, you're not going to bring it up. I'll bring it up. And he, he's like, he's not saying it because I'm a black man. He's saying because if you're scared to talk guns with me, it doesn't matter what color I am. But if you're not going to talk guns with me because I am black, then I'll start the conversation and I'll flip the script on you. And I thought that was really impressive. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that I, well, I know I'll be digging into a lot more of what Kevin's doing, but I'm hoping he'll be doing more stuff with, I don't know, with whatever we got going. He does to. quite a bit with Coleon too. Right on. I did not see Coleon Noir here, but he's NRA and NRA usually doesn't show up. <clears throat> All right, so um, hopefully this was constructive criticism. If nothing else, it was just uh, 
stress relieving for us who were uh, pent up and biting our lips all day listening to that. Well, there'll be more screening at the screen tomorrow, I'm sure. Well, no, I don't think so, because this was kind of a workshop that failed, I think. But, well, or at least it fell short. And. Oh, no, wait, hold on. No, did we already do all these? Offer time? No, wait. Oh, no, you guys, um, we just did our favorite speaker. Oh, okay, yeah, we didn't do this one. We have one more, so hopefully everybody's still awake. We already talked about what we liked at Abcom 2018. We talked about what we did not like about 2018. We talked about what we would like to see discussed at 19. And then we talked about who's our favorite speaker this year. And now we're going backwards to what could we do better next year? So the first question was, what would we like to see discussed? So specifically, what should they discuss next year? Now we're saying, asking, what could we do better next year? So it's a little tougher for you guys to answer because you weren't there, I guess. And I'm sure some of these have to do with, some of mine have to do with you know being there. But from your perspective, Dead Horse, what could they do better next year? Promote it. I, I didn't hear about it until you posted it. So it obviously was kind of under the radar. Like I didn't hear about it anywhere on gun channels, nowhere on Instagram, nowhere on other social media. Like it, I, I, I didn't even know it existed at all. I didn't even know it was a thing. Right on. Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to keep it a secret or something. Like if they think the antis are going to learn from us and get us or something, but yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. No, it was listed on a blog. You didn't read those two comments. I was listed on the blog somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> One of those two comments he said. Uh, now I get it. Uh, Ghost. Um, honestly, I, I wish it would be more welcoming to maybe have people that may have not have been scheduled to speak, but give maybe half an hour to, you know, give two or three minutes to people that are there that weren't invited to speak to sit there and say, anybody else have anything they want to share? That, that kind of opens the door up to a whole lot of new discussion. I mean, what if they would have done that and you would have gone in there and knocked the room out? So, I mean, that would have been fun to see as kind of an open, an open forum where anyone can step up and have a minute or two. I think in addition to that, having some sort of a better laid out curriculum or whatever it's called, you know, structure for the day um, would allow us, especially if they had a freaking Google form. Of course, they can't use something as simple as a Google form, which is free and super easy to install onto their website or anything. But then, you know, Google form. How did you like session one? How did you like session two? Would you like to say anything to the person who was in section one? You know, like, and we could literally be, because we're all on our phones, we could literally be there providing feedback right then. There could literally be someone who says, we got five questions from the audience. Four of them are this, right? Like you got five questions from the audience. You got 10 minutes. Yeah. There's so many ways they could have incorporated just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of tech. Just the, just the tip of tech. And it would have been a good point. And you guys can throw in as many as you want. But uh, Gary? Sorry about that. Um, to me, I would like to see some bigger names be part of that conference. Some of the people we know 
that are part of the visible 2A community who are effective communicators and, you know, people who turn a lot of heads and convince them, you know, reach a lot of people, uh, try to get them in there and value their input also, because I think as much as we can learn from them, they could learn from us too. That's a super good point. I'm going to take a second and ask, does anyone know anyone on that panel today? I know Kevin. That's the only one that I've ever heard of or knew. But like Alan Corwin, I mean, I know him because I'm in Arizona and he's mean to me. But, uh, you know, I've known him for a million years. Uh, that Wortman, the guy who was like, well, the integrity in journalism and that guy who talks with a weird cadence. Like that guy. Oh, was that the guy who I thought was Walter Cronkite? Yeah, that's when I went and smoked cigarettes. It's the same yeah. speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I've heard of that guy before because I've read his, you know, I've seen his name on books or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, except for the people who I listen to their podcasts, I can't imagine anybody knew anybody. And it's not like those people aren't there. They're definitely there. So that's a good point. Well, I think to go along with what Gary says, and I'm not going to say him exactly, but someone like Yankee, who would have blown the roof off of that place because he is a self-proclaimed liberal, but he's also pro-gun. That would have given a whole different perspective to a lot of those people in that room. Honestly, though, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I know Yankee too much, and he would not have done. Number one, he wouldn't go because he just isn't that way. And number two, if he did for some reason want to go there, he would he would become a back and forth bicker event, and those people can't handle that. They don't know how to do that at all. Let alone with Yankee, that's like taking them and throwing them in the sharks right right away. They don't even know how to swim barely. Um, so as, after a few years, I think it would be great to have Yankee there. Once those people all have some foot under them, but I mean, those people don't know that YouTube can be on a phone. So you know what I mean? I think Yankee's like too much for him oh and yeah like, i'm not, I'm not saying it's really yankee himself someone like yankee that would bring a different perspective um like i said someone who may be considered a liberal but is pro-gun it brings a whole different mentality of you know we don't have to agree on any social but we can't agree on the second amendment you know yeah. uh which are we going gary I'm sorry. I think Gary oh, already went. Gary was just went. Oh, David yeah. jumped in. I'm like, all of a sudden, there's a rabbit in here. It's so, so uh, <laughs> Patriot. Yeah, I would. I'd like to see him do. Um, maybe have a couple guys that could actually live stream and actually get questions from you know us out here. Oh shit. You know, I mean, it's it's not like, you know, the one guy that spoke about it said, oh, yeah, it's like getting four or five guys in a room. No, you know, maybe for him with his, you know, two comments or something. But, you know, you get get a couple guys that actually have, you know, some kind of following. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it would seem kind of nice to be able to field some kind of questions from, you know, the actual people out here reading 
No, that, that's again, that's that's brilliant. And they're sitting there the whole first time they were podcast streaming it. So they obviously were streaming it to a channel, even if it was a hidden YouTube group. Somebody was in that hidden. I hope somebody was in that hidden YouTube group. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, they. I think the reason they didn't is because they're not. They don't do live. They don't know what live is. They can throw shit out there and then come back later and watch what happened. But they don't understand streaming and being an interactive thing. So I think it just was. They just didn't even think about it at that. Just with that one guy that brought up streaming and said, oh, it's just like, you know, a couple guys sitting in a room talking together. That, you know, that. that well, I find that offensive <laughs> since we're a bunch of dudes sitting in a room together. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, you know, but he just left it at that. Not that anybody sees it real time and later in replay. You know, that there is some kind of, you know, more than just, you know, four opinions bouncing around especially if you're looking at the chat. Yeah, that brings up a great point. And that's something that I'm going to try to jump in here because Maggie said, he, you know, he didn't even listen anyway, but he could still give us some idea what he'd like to see next year maybe. But um, that's a couple of good points. And one is that, oh, shit, I just started talking and messed myself up. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this one. So they spend a lot of time talking about the nuts and bolts, but then you don't talk about theory, right? So I don't know, I'm trying to maybe think of an analogy. If you're if, if this was driving instead of Second Amendment content creation, it would be like we spent this time talking about the, you know, how the motor works and how the how gas is, you know, burnt and expands and that creates piston movement and that gets translated to, you know, rotation of an axis. And, and they get into all this technical detail and we talk about whether or not you should use, uh, you know, this kind of shock or that kind of rubber wheel and how this guy thinks a three wheel vehicle could be just as good as a four wheel. And, but nobody ever got in a fucking car and drove anywhere. And that's what the whole thing's about. Right. And, you know, now we're worrying about how to Uber, you know, some organization that needs help and we're over there caught in the nuance of the gear structure or the what kind of leather seats we got or not. It's like we're, we're, we're focusing on some minutia here, which frustrates me to no end. I'm going to take a tangent. Again, it's all a bunch of old fat white guys in there and then a couple of other people. And uh, for the most part, you talk to them like, did you hear their stuff about the tweets the Twitter? You know, they think it's the funniest thing in the world to make fun of Twitter. I fucking hate Twitter as much as anybody else out there, but I'm not going to waste my own life sitting around making fun of Twitter for crying out loud. Ignore it or get the hell out of there or master it. But that's the part that bugs me when these old people, you guys have heard me bitch at you people about this. When people just sit around going, I can't do that or it's too, I don't make it for whatever reason. Like, are you fucking working or not? Like if you're here to do a job, Learn how to use these platforms that were made for 14-year-old girls. They take no effort at all. You know, some of them I intentionally don't like, so I don't put my effort in, or, you know, I don't put any attention in or any effort in them. That's because I made a decision and I'm in, and, you know, I'm, I am efforting on 16 other platforms, you know, so I draw the line somewhere. But these people drew the line at zero and they refuse to even move. And we're going to die. You know, we will lose the Second Amendment if everyone decided that the Internet's just for kids and it's too difficult to learn what a freaking kid can do. 
it's not like we're asking them to play video games where they have to wiggle their thumbs and have I, you know, hand coordination or some sort of like knowledge of how a maze works or something. We're talking about how to log on to a thing. And these are the same people who will bitch and complain that they don't know how to work a computer while they're reading their email every day. And I, if I hear one of them fuckers talk about Facebook more, it's the most complicated, stupid looking, unconsistent fucking platform of all the platforms. And uh, I suspect maybe they just use that Facebook and they think all the other ones must be worse when they're actually on the fucking worst one, right? But uh, it drives me nuts when they sit around saying how, you know, we can't do this, we can't do that. Come on, then pay somebody, pay a 14 year old kid because that's what these platforms were made for. And you're, you're just admitting how weak you are if you can't take the effort to learn what in the afternoon, how to work the fucking thing, then spend two weeks playing with it and you'll be a fucking master of it. All right, took a tangent there. Smeggy, do you want to throw anything in? What they could do better next year? Not really. More, I kind of touched on it the, the first time of saying make it more of an open structure, at least half of it as a workshop, you know, panelist question and answer where it's, it's more of just a discussion between all the different people instead of like one person at a time kind of thing. So format change is what I would like to see different next year. Sorry, I'm reading Dano's text. I, I heard you say format change, but I was yawning at some reading his text. What was that again? Change the format to what? Oh, have it more of like a an open discussion, whether that's more time for question or doing the, the panelist thing where it's, you know, it, it's more like what we're doing right here, but physically in the room together, right? Like where we can all, you can kind of interrupt each other, ask questions back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And it, maybe just for half of it or whatever, but I think that's more useful than just listening to speeches. Well said. Yeah, I think I agree. I think, I think something else we need to touch on also is is you've got the social media there, but they seem to have forgotten why you're there. And you kind of started touching on it, but the Second Amendment was not a focal point on what their discussions were. It was different no. ways of getting it, but there was nothing really talked about the Second Amendment. Or more importantly, the midterm elections and what are important elements that not only, you know, we should be honing our skills on these tools so that we can do something. And what is that? What are we doing? Right? Like, what is it that we're trying to, to not just acquire these audiences, but learn these platforms for? Like, what's the message? Exactly. 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 So Dave, or it's Maggie, do you have any others? No, that's it. All right. So David, I think I mistakenly called your fat cat there a rabbit because it looked like a rabbit to me in the first place. Yeah, it's okay. My cat is very fat. All right. And, but it also looks fluffier than this dog over here. <laughs> I don't know about Marshmallow. She's pretty fluffy. But uh, did you get a chance to listen to any of it today? Um, A little bit. Hit or miss. Not, not a whole lot. Did you want to throw anything in there or what they could do better next year? Um, we pretty much covered everything that I had to say on that. Gee, I, um, I really don't have too much more to add to that. Um, right on. Well, I've got my list here. First, I'm going to go to Dano's interrupting 
text here. He says, FYI for your current daily gun show. So now it's my current daily gun show, even though he's been a host for a long time, he just refuses to jump in on either the link I sent him on his phone or the link on gun channels. Um, the gun rights policy conference will be broadcast live on wind out of Chicago. I don't know what wind is, but I'm guessing it might be a radio show, radio station. Uh, I believe they have an internet listen live ability on their website. So check it out for all day Saturday and half of Sunday. So that's cool. So it sounds like they're broadcasting on maybe a local radio show or a radio station. Unless that's something else. I don't know what, if it's a typo or if it's, uh, I don't know what live on wind out of Chicago means. But thanks, Daniel. So it sounds like uh, in addition to the Plate Society podcast. And then here's another thing. They call, it's not polite. Like the word polite, or what is it? It's not society. It's society with two E's. So they, whenever you go look for polite society, look for the one that's spelled wrong because I guess they decided, even though somebody else has one that's spelled right, let's make ours the same name, same word in the English language, but let's spell it weird with like two E's instead of a Y because that's how you brand. So, uh, Plate Society podcast will broadcast it, and then it looks like Dano was mentioning something about the wind. Also broadcasting. All right. What would what could we do better next year? Number one, invite people who are to a media of all sorts. I mentioned that above, but they only had bloggers here today. They didn't even have podcasters. In my opinion. they had people who are pro semi-professional podcasters. They did not have like regular old people, and they certainly didn't have high-end podcasters here. Uh, number two, offer insight or comments on the agenda. This seemed like we dropped the ball here on an important year. So offer insight or comments on the agenda. Um, I think I probably meant the agenda of the actual gun rights policy conference, but I didn't make it clear in here. But I did say this sounds like we dropped the ball here this year on an important year. And again, it's the midterm elections, Trump. Are we going to have a, a backlash and get Democrats everywhere? And are we setting ourselves up for that potentiality? Are we getting rid of 4473s? Are we, you know, challenging the NFA? Are we removing suppressors as a first step? Are we creating reciprocity, even though I think that's bullshit? Are we pushing for uh, sanctuary cities? as much as possible. Like what is our goal uh, for the year? And then number three, um, offer time with 2A activists, authors, and researchers. So John Lott's gonna be here. Freaking, uh, um, which one of the Pratt's? Who's the youngest Pratt? Eric Pratt walked into the room for a little while. Um, the Knox brothers are usually there. Um, Charles Heller. Freaking, he's upstairs working on the, the soundboard or whatever, but he's been a radio show host for 21 years, and we didn't have a radio show person in there. We just had a bunch of podcasters. Is radio not a media? You know, it's still valid. There's still radio. Um, the activists themselves, why isn't Alan Gottlieb down there giving us some inspirational story about how he was 24 years old? He created the uh, Citizens Committee for the right to keep and bear arms, which then he created the uh, Second Amendment Foundation. So at 24 years old in 1971, he started what we're now in a 33rd year of meeting on this conference. Let's talk to him. Let's get some inspiration from those guys. 
or maybe like somebody mentioned earlier, the social media guy for, or excuse me, social media person for Second Amendment Foundation or for Gun Owners of America or for JPFO. Let's talk to the JPFO printing guy. I don't want to listen to Alan Corwin tell me how a man explained to me how he wrote books and how he made multi-millions of dollars writing books. He had to make that you know, clear to everybody. He's made multi-millions of dollars selling books. Uh, how about JPFO gets in there? Uh, is there uh, juice for preservation of firearms ownership? Anybody see how prolific they are on publishing? Let's get a Second Amendment Foundation in there. They, they are their own publishers. Um, number four, why does this happen only once a year? And I'm going to drop the fucking mic. What the fuck are we doing this once a year for? I do it every fucking second of the month. You do it every second of the fucking month. We've been doing that for five fucking years. So uh, I was going to ask Maggie. I forgot to do it while we were in there because we started eating. But um, uh, I don't know. Smeggy, you've been here. You guys have heard it. I hesitate to drop every second matters on these people. I don't think they could deal with it. I think every second matters is a better, the better use of every second matters is like, they don't need to know about it. Like just let them do their thing. Like I mentioned before, my experience with AZCDL and Florida Carry and some of these other groups the the win isn't to try to make them better like oh here's a better way to do it do it this way well it didn't work try here's a new better way do it this way that doesn't you know they're already doing it their second matters can amplify that but i don't know like say i kind of asked the question and then didn't let you answer it uh would every second matters even work with this group um i don't know i'm i'm hopeful yes so but I, I don't know. I think a lot of the people that were on the panel or whatever you want to call it today on the speaking list were more enthralled about their projects. God forbid they put their own projects down for a day and make it about the community and about the Second Amendment instead of their own projects. It- yeah, I guess as far as the people here, um, and that's maybe I'll get a better feel like tomorrow and stuff too, as far as, you know, how many more people are just here to listen and are activists, because those are the people I would want on Every Second Matters. You know, it, we've talked about it before. If we get, you know, one person in each state, okay, you're in charge of that state. Like, make sure you post all your stuff on there or whatever. You know, it'd be... It'd be filled out in no time it would, you know so i don't know i guess it's the difference between the mix of you know people that are are willing to do some work but aren't necessarily like part of a group or whatnot versus just you know like the people from second amendment foundation and stuff like that like you know we don't need them posting on there although that'd be kind of cool we just need someone who gets their newsletter and then decides to post it on there and that can just be a regular, you know, average person. Yeah. Um, whoever tread says there's roll call. He'll be here tomorrow. Um, seven thirty, eight, something like that. It starts at eight fifteen. Because we figured out. Um, yeah, eight, eight fifteen starts. I don't need a group to lead. My job isn't. My goal isn't to lead. 
So I was going to hit Tread's thing there. Is it possible to get a group of people like we were talking about with the panel uh, in a hangout? Yeah, why the hell not? So I think that's valid. I would say people in this room, Ghost is probably more potential for setting that up because he's actually doing shit. I don't do shit. I turn on my computer and we talk. Ghost puts actual production into stuff. He's got uh, goals and he's working towards those. So, uh, you know, I'm down for being in a whatever, but, uh, uh, you know, I got a 40 something days worth of driving in front of me. So I don't want to wait for me to do it, but I do like the idea of that. We brought up that, con brought up that concept as Patriot having like a blogger, a radio personality, a YouTuber, a fucking podcaster, you know, and have a panel and how neat would it be to maybe do play with that a little bit, have a different person on for each of those roles or something, or maybe have the same group once you get a nice repertoire or whatever it is, and then throw things out there. Like, how do we solve this? Or you know, how do we address this? And then, or just make it a Q and A thing. I don't know. I think there's a lot of, a lot of angles there, a lot of meat to chew on. Yeah, I can understand that. I'd, I'd love to do something like that. Let's see. I'll tell you what, I'm yawning a bunch and we've been yapping and yapping and yapping. So um all I see is project. I don't know about that, knives. Don't be so pessimistic. We're talking shit. We're trying to do constructive criticism, but I'm not gonna there's no possible way. Let me think for a second. It's not true. There's probably a few people in not the room of the panel we were talking about. In that panel, even Alan Corwin, who I don't get along with, Alan Corwin's career has been Second Amendment advocacy. Uh, half of the shit that has inspired me in the past, not half, a good portion of the stuff that's inspired me in the past is Alan Corwin's uh, specific language and his... Uh, his attention to uh, to Grant, and I don't agree with everything he says, but I am inspired by his consistent, like well thought out stuff to say. He's he's very, what is that word? I'm not even I'm not doing good at explaining how good he is at talking. Uh, he's he's the person who had who brought to my mind the concept that we are shooters. And they are murderers. And the press, the people with an agenda who want to see individual freedom abolished and state control over most everything, they have a vested interest in merging, shooting, recreational discharge of firearms, shooting with violence and criminal behavior. Murderers who choose politically to pick up a firearm. That whole concept is from Alan Corwin. Um, he also talks about, uh, you know, lots of stuff, but he's also for everything he says, that's good. He has crazy off the wall stuff. So, you know, you know, good for him. We don't have to agree on everything, but, uh, even him, even the person I agree with least in that room, I, I wouldn't for a moment suspect that he's not dedicated completely to the second amendment. We don't all agree for the second amendment for the same reasons, but he's definitely, 100% pro Second Amendment. He might make millions of bucks, but uh, it's on Second Amendment books, 
for Second Amendment people. And he's not just writing, you know, garbage. He's writing easy to read, insightful, uh, useful books. So um, I can't think of anybody in that room that was just there for the money. And I know that's not what you're saying, Knives, but uh, I don't want anybody to listen to this and think that we're just bitching because, you know, we're jealous or we're bitching because we think we can do it better or just bitching. We're trying to offer constructive criticism, I think, out of frustration because we're all sick of doing the same fucking thing year after year after year. And we got a midterm election coming up. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel the tension happening because we know something is coming. There's always another bad thing that's going to happen and it's going to be used against us. And in these times between those events, when we should be practicing and we should be honing our skills so that we can have the most effective communication when it is forced, when it's brought to us, um, we're not doing it. We're sitting around complacent and we're bitching about what the hell new mag we should buy or which $200 pistol is going to be the best for home defense or whatever the hell you know nonsense we come up with. Um, what scope is better for this or that or it's hunting season. So we're going to talk about hunting or whatever which is all valid and everything, but, you know, could be taking place at the same time concurrently with conversations about how do we, uh, you know, deal with whatever's going to be coming next or like I said, the, the midterms. Uh, so um, again, I don't want to make it sound like we're just bitching about these people. All these people have dedicated not only their time and their resources to be here, but their, like I say, their, their projects, their platforms and, like un, untold hours and days of their lives to the second of them. And uh, if we all had the same voice, then it would be completely dead. No one would listen to us and we would be a bunch of Borgs, you know, never winning. So it's our variety. That's our strength. And uh, hopefully this was just a way for us to de-stress because a lot of us are in this daily and uh, I don't know. Just saw a lot of stuff that was frustrating, I guess, right? So hopefully I put a good enough disclaimer on here that we didn't, uh, we don't have any animosity towards anybody or mostly just frustration. I'm speaking for everybody. Well, I just want to say uh, on behalf of the people that got a chance to listen to it today because of you, uh, thanks for, you know, broadcasting because, um, we wouldn't have had this discussion had you not done that. Right on. Well, then that means I get to thank my Patreons because I wouldn't be fucking here. It wasn't for them. So we're win. We all working together. Next, we polish this fucker off so that next year we get rid of NFA, right? Sometime like maybe two weeks. We'll give it two weeks after the Amcon 2019 and the NFA should be gone. We get our shit together. I think that's I mean, very I, realistic. I, I am wearing the hat, so... That should work. All right. Are you tired? Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks to Smeggy for jumping in. I know we both were sitting here petting the dog and said, okay, let's go to bed. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I should do it. And then Smeggy jumped in, even though Dano didn't, even though he has a link both in his phone. Makes it super easy. So you could just be laying there eating ice cream with his phone on talking to us. Or on gun channels where I send everybody else a link. But anyway, thanks, Smeggy, for jumping in. Patriot, thanks for jumping in. Uh, Gary and Ghost, all y'all for listening to the thing and being there because otherwise it would have been pretty boring broadcasting that thing by myself. That Arson, I know you were in there, but I know you were also helping uh, Taters. Well, basically putting Taters in your reloading cult that you're starting over here. 
And then, uh, David, thanks for having a cap that's like the rabbit. Not a problem, G. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you got it. So, uh, anybody got a quote? I got one. Uh, no clause in the Constitution could, by any rule of construction, be conceived to give Congress a power to disarm the people. William Raleigh. Sounds good, but my phone is being weird, so I'll eventually have this queued up. Guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching GunWebsites.com. Oh, and I'll just mention unprecedented thing at the end of the show. Eight designs are over at the uh, patch manufacturers. I still got to do two more, but I did get eight of them in before the 22nd, like I had hoped. We'll have the other two in. It just I wasn't able to do it because of the stupid ball joints. I'm blaming the ball joints. But eight of them are in. 10-inch long uh, lever action to go with the revolvers. Uh, new van that's going to go, you know, uh, grill to grill with the old van patch. Uh, five different flavors of Gun Channel's Ranger Eyes, one inch by one inch G's. Uh, we'll do green and black, well, blue and black. No. Yeah. Blue and glow in the dark. Black and glow in the dark. What was the other color? green and black, pink and black, orange and black. I think that's how they went down. Anyway, all five of those coming. Pancake, uh, bacon pancake patch coming, chairs against the wall, first in a series, and eight of them. I'm forgetting some. Anyway, thanks again to everybody who participated in that. Stay tuned for those over on the uh, your websites uh, thing when we get back. And again, thanks to all the Patreons that make uh, travel like this possible.